I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello, everyone. This is Aresh Shirali from Mint, and I'm here to introduce you to our latest podcast, Mint Views Daily Dispatch. I have with me my colleagues Anant Vijay Kala, Srija Kundu, Srijay Sinha, and Rohit Ranjan. The idea is to offer you insights on the latest issues that catch our attention every day. Welcome to Mint Views. Today we are going to take up a rather big subject. Does India need to get used to a generally lower growth trajectory than what we saw in the earlier phases of liberalization? Under 6% perhaps? Is that the new normal? Is that how we are going to basically go on from the years from here onwards? That's what we are going to debate today. Uh, we just saw a budget which has been widely criticized for being neither very reformative nor very stimulative in a Keynesian sense, in the sense of trying to stimulate the economy to grow. Although it did have a lot of good points in terms of trying to simplify certain elements such as taxation and so on and so forth, but it also had a lot of things in it which suggested the reversal of an open economy in the sense of a uh, market open to the world. Tariff barriers have been creeping up. There are some elements of protectionism. Uh, on the whole, it's not very clear whether market forces are actually getting the play they might actually need. The private sector, we know, which was given a much bigger role in the economy after we liberalized, tends to produce more effective growth with this investment. But private investment has been in a big slump for at least 10 years. Uh, whether it's reviving, there are a few signs that it might be coming back. But by and large, a government-driven economy tends not to grow as fast as one where animal spirits of the private sector dominate, you know, creating investment, jobs, a whole cycle of uh, economic activity. Uh, we seem to be missing that. That being the case, are we stuck with subpower growth? That's the whole question that we're going to debate today. And Srija, what do you think about this? Uh, it's true, Arish. I mean, there have been pieces which has argued that the cross-fix uh, capital formation has also remained low for quite some time. And given the fact that this budget did not intrinsically mention or specifically even mention the word slowdown, which has been going on in analysis for quite some time, tells you that, uh, you know, the government is not very uh, or hasn't probably uh, taken into nature of uh, uh, the fact of the economy but it also tells you you see um, the government uh, also has a very large role to play in the economy and it does and it's given a major thrust to the social sector so if you see the allocations there have been massive allocations for various social schemes including mandrika and other you know sectors uh, 
in, in, in terms of areas like tribal and women and social empowerment. So you see, um, the government has definitely given a major thrust to the economy in that sense because when you talk about the growth model, you see uh, the market, as we all know, the Adam Smith's invisible hand of market liberalization, which actually, which actually opens up the economy and gives you an enhanced push towards growth. But that's not how growth is conceived for, for a mixed economy like India, where you also have a larger area of the rural or the hinterlands of the rural population who, uh, you know, who doesn't quite uh, sort of uh, get or it's not probably included in the market economy to some extent. So I would say, um, you know, um, and as we have also seen that rural income and there has been a major demand slump and consumption has also taken a very big hit. And I would say the government thrust to uh, the social sector schemes, uh, you know, sort of harbor well for them. And uh, it is not necessarily growth in a traditional or in a uh, liberal, neoliberalistic model, as we know, but it could translate into growth in the long run. Mm -hmm. So you're basically saying that the money that they're pushing into the rural social sector and all of that could actually have an effect that we are unable to see from here because we are too concerned about the neoliberal model of economic growth, which is very urban-centric, of course. Uh, the trouble with that seems to be that we're not very sure of the outcomes there. Like I said, in general, private spending tends to actually promote economic growth slightly better than government spending uh, for various reasons of, of you know how the economy works. Uh, Sridhar, what do you make of it? Are, are we stuck in a low growth kind of uh, paradigm? I, I agree with, with your opening statement that uh, we, uh, we are somehow you know stuck with the subpar kind of growth for the past several years. Uh, but I don't see any reason why we should uh, remain there. You see, India has a huge uh, latent internal demand, uh, which, if tapped, uh, can can help India uh, rapidly revive its its growth numbers. Uh, so, to that extent, I I see no reason why we should we should uh, we should be we should be staying content with subpar growth that you mentioned. And uh, if you if you look at uh, uh, a recent private survey done by IITS Market, it has done uh, a monthly. Uh, Manufacturing Purch Purchasing Managers uh, Index Survey uh, for January. And uh, uh, the great news is that uh, this index has uh, come in at an eight-year high of 55.7. And now 50 is, 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 the, is the number that separates contraction from growth. So it's, it's an eight-year high. And the survey also shows an accelerated rate of hiring of new workers by factories. So something is working. Something is uh, is working on the ground, which we are unable to see from here. That means private sector is actually seeing growth uh, in in demand, and that is why it is kind of you know building up inventories and and it it, it is buying up a lot of input input materials. So uh, that signals a revival in 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 growth. Only a government government driven investment effort will not you know revive the animal spirit, so to speak. Private sector will have to chip in, and I think going going by the de by the demand outlook, private sector has already started chipping in. It's only I think a matter of time before things fall in place. Mm -hmm. That's possible, like you said, you just pointed out to the survey that the orders are exceeding the past inventory. So that suggests that basically we are witnessing something of a revival in the private sector in manufacturing in particular, and uh, that could be a cyclical upturn. Right. 
uh, although there are some people who are complaining about structural problems in the economy, uh, which would need reforms of a completely different kind to allow more play to market forces. Uh, but even cyclically, it's possible that we are at the verge of an upturn because after so many years of kind of, well, a sustained period of low demand, chances are that things will begin to revive and there could be a natural exhaustion of whatever uh, capacity there was. Right. And therefore, you do need to start building and therefore there has to be greater economic activity within the private sector. Now, both these things combined, it's possible that we could uh, see an uptick this year. You know, this could be because of efforts made, especially in outlying areas, as uh, Shrija mentioned, and what you were talking about in the private sector. Both of those could possibly combine to give us something of an upturn. Whether that gives us the capacity for greater growth rates, that's the whole question. And the question really is, we need or do we not need such greater growth rates? What would you say, Shri? We do. We, we, we badly need need uh, a higher rate of growth because you see India uh, has, a, has a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, India's population is quite young and, and, and people are restless. They want good jobs. They want uh, incomes. And, and uh, with, with millions of people entering the job market, if your economy is not growing fast enough to create those many number of jobs, then there could be social strife. So it is, it is in India, India's interest and I'm sure the government must be uh, cognizant of these, these, these issues and also the private sector because ultimately you see there, there is demand. So if, if both the sectors, the government as well as the private sector join hands and, and kind of you know, uh, work in concert to revive growth, to put in investment, I think, I think uh, uh, you know, uh, jobs would, would, would be created, economy would be on a, on a higher growth path and the social stri strife that we are currently witnessing all across India could be taken care of to a large extent. So higher growth rate is inevitable, is, is necessary for India to kind of, you know, uh, get over all these issues that, that are dominating it. Inevitable, I'm not very sure, particularly because our export performance has been pathetic, to use that term, over the recent past. And uh, to get exports growing, very few countries have actually grown at very fast rates without actually using other markets across the world to pump their growth up. We've seen that all across Asia. Uh, even the economic surveys consistently been nudging us towards trying to do something on that front. Uh, export growth right now, globalization seems to be in trouble. But there would be opportunities when there's a turn and we need to actually get our export competitiveness back up, which would require us to actually perhaps lower tariffs, you know, do all sorts of other things, reforms, not just deregulate, unplug systems, but basically gear the country to basically sell a lot of things to the rest of the world. Uh, once that happens, I think we could possibly dream of doing seven, eight and higher growth rates. As of now, uh, it's not looking likely in the immediate future, but we do hope for the best. Thank you. That will be all for today. Tune in tomorrow to get your dose on Mint's editorial discussions. If you have recommendations or any issue that you would like us to discuss, please send in your suggestions to podcasts at hindustantimes.com. For more on Mint views, you can follow us on Twitter at Shrija Kundu. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. 
I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.